Polyamona Podcast is a collection of stories, opinions, and perspectives about polyamory and the polyamorous lifestyle. I'm Britt Vosicek. I'm the host of Polywana Podcast. I'm not a professional counselor, nor am I a professional polyamorous person. The voices you hear, including the host, offer their subjective interpretations and don't intend to convince you or shame you. We're just letting you into our vulnerable and complicated little worlds, brought to you by the Mockingbird Network. Hi, guys. Welcome to Polywana Podcast. I'm your host, Britt Vosicek. Thank you to the Houston Polyamorous Organization for sponsoring us and the Mockingbird Network for hosting us. Uh, thank you to Jay Walker Coaching. You can go check out Jonathan Walker. He does some cool shit. He's also still a sponsor, even though he moved. Today, I have a very solid guest with me, Adam Sirwa. Hey, Whitley Wow, Whitley Wow, Wow, Wow. What's up? Excellent. Quality guest work already. Um, what's your What's your name? The the Austin Prince of pansexual the, uh, the comedy? The pansexual prince of Austin. Yeah, the pansexual. Not even comedy. It's just <laughs> it's just uh, somebody found out that I've just been fucking my way around Austin for four years now. Oh, that's so cute. The pansexual prince of Austin. I don't have a title. Hey, listeners, if you could email me a title. I think I'm just like, you know that bitch Brit? <laughs> that's all they do. That bitch Brit. That bitch Brit. Um, oh yeah, we should talk about pansexuality too. In addition to your polyamory. Hey, poly is double fuck. up. <laughs> that story X thing that I did where we did stories about non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. Adam was on that show, told a great story about um I think it was just about you dating a shit stain. It was. It was like a shit stain that uh wanted to get into polyamory okay. but didn't really understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh so she just like did that Catholic thing where you manipulate a bunch of people and play with their emotions and then make them feel guilty so that they stick around. Ooh, that is very Catholic. She was Catholic. good at it. She was good at it. Well, I hate to admit I'm also very good at it, but use your <laughs> powers for good and not for evil, kids. I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, I don't use that power at all. It's not <laughs> been instilled in me by my mother and still being worked on. <laughs> yeah, we all have, we all struggle. Um, yeah, that was a really funny story. That was a good night. That's super cool. So what's your relationship status like right now? Uh, my relationship status is a continuation of my own, uh, version of solo poly, which oh. is just a slutty relationship anarchy, as I like <laughs> to call it. That's good. Slutty relationship yeah. anarchy. It's where you just continue to go around and, uh, start partnerships uh-huh. And then you just keep going until you can like have a full f- like fantasy football league of people that you're fucking. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I like. I also like the discernment between regular relationship anarchy and slutty relationship anarchy because some people are inclined to feel like relationship anarchy in itself is slutty, mm-hmm. but that's not true. But you, there is something else you can do called slutty relationship anarchy. So if that's what you're into. Pursue that. Yeah, it's where you fuck first. You uh, build a relationship around the fucking. Around the fucking. It's mostly an orgasm based relationship. <laughs> but you're also super honest about all your other partners. Uh huh. And then you just like, you just keep fucking. And then you develop like fuzzy feelings about each other, but mm. also don't actually want to date. Uh huh. It's a great cycle. Yeah, you get to determine <laughs> your boundaries. That's mm-hmm. super cute. I like it a lot. Do you do you have like a list of partners right now? Um, do you keep a list? Do you keep a book? I keep a book. 
I'm kidding. I don't. I keep I keep like a I keep a rotation of mm-hmm. people that like I'm really enjoying seeing at the time. Like I I have some partners that I've seen for year and a half. I think one of them were coming up on two years. Mm. I believe. I don't have a really great sense of time, uh, so I'm not great at figuring out which anniversary it is. I just know like the general area yeah. of when it happened. Here's the thing about time. First of all, it's an illusion. And if you have a poor perception of it, that's just because you don't subscribe to the illusion. Psychedelics! <laughs> I wish you guys could see his arms flailing when he did that. It's really Yay, unfortunate. I'm a Muppet. <laughs> Adam Sirwa is kind of a Muppet a little. I'm a fuck Muppet. Earlier. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. Um, Anyway. uh, I'm going to try to get someone to call me that this week. Okay. Good luck. I believe in you. Let me know when it happens. Send me a text. Um, Earlier today, we were taking selfies at Toot Sweet. Um, Not a sponsor. And... (laughs) I was like, you know, you look kind of like a hot cartoon character, question mark. And you're like, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I have three different bits where I, like, call out the fact that I am a cartoon character of a human being. Yeah, it, a little bit in behavior oh. and in form and in mannerisms. But also, like, fuck Muppet, though. Like, that's the best thing I've ever Fuck heard. Muppet's a good one. That's <laughs> I, I have to believe that that was a term that I saw somewhere on, like, Tumblr around the time of the 11th Doctor in Doctor <laughs> Who. I spent a lot of time on fandoms there. A lot of time reading a, a lot of good fanfic. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't subscribe to the fandom part of Tumblr, so I'm glad that we get some representation on the show. Don't do it. <laughs> so it is a black hole of just making memes that like one small portion of the community will understand uh-huh. uh, and the rest of people will be like, don't you, do you have anything to do with your life? I feel like that kind of is a little like micro representation of standup mm-hmm. and how people will write entire sets like about a show that no one's heard of, you know, and so like you'll see them at an open mic doing essentially jacking off to their own fandom. Yep. And there's like one person in the audience that's like, I get it. (laughs) I'm in the middle of doing one of those right now. I started writing a bit about how Belle and Sebastian are the Metallica of indie pop. Mm. And I can already tell. I don't know who Belle and Sebastian are. uh, That's okay. (laughs) Okay, good. You uh, just don't have like a weird thing for floral music from the 60s that was actually just made like 20 years ago mm. but uh, i mean that sounds pretty on brand like that's one of those jokes where you just start writing and you're like hmm this is for me and maybe two other people that i'm fucking and <laughs> none of the audience yeah pretty much Although there's humor, there's humor in trying to get the audience to understand this little thing that they don't yeah. understand. So there's like a way to walk that line, but you know, sometimes I'm banking on we it. just miss it. Yeah, I'm banking on it being one of those bits where it's just like, look at how adorably sincere this person is. Yeah, about this. We'll thing. pay attention and hope that this peters out at about two minutes tops. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about sex all the time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is adorable. Please, they're so out. enthusiastic. Please. Come quickly. <laughs> I, um, oh man, I should talk more about my sex life now that it's improved. But hey, uh, the point is, ladies, there's a way to enjoy sex, but I'm not going to tell you what it is <laughs> unless you subscribe. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
so tell me about pansexuality and what that journey is like. Uh, well, how did you discover where where did it start? Where are you now? What does it taste like? What color is it? There's a lot of different tastes. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like the, the face you made when you said that. That was great. It's the, like the buffet style approach to human sexuality. Mm. It's good. Uh, I. I didn't even, like, really know that I was queer at first. Like, I grew up, like, Catholic mm-hmm. and very just, like, uh, my parents are so annoying. I don't even want to, like, really explore any of these things outside of what they, like, what they'll freak out about mm-hmm. until I get to college. Uh, That's the funny thing, man. Oppressed children, once they go to college, like, shit hits the fan. Yeah. I was straight edge. In high school, just so that my parents would let me leave the house. I didn't actually give a shit about it. <laughs> but like, I was like, mm, if I explain this DIY punk philosophy to them, then they'll let me go outside after 8 o'clock. Mm. At 17. Moment of <laughs> silence for all of the people that had to be straight edge because they had no choice. <laughs> also a moment of silence for all the people who got straight edge tattoos and then picked up a coke habit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> Um, but I went to college. I started like experimenting a little bit, uh, mostly fantasy based. Then I went to a showing of Rocky Horror Picture Show and got kissed by a boy for the first time. Was like, oh, I'm into this. This is cool. Yeah. This is great. All right. Cool. That makes a lot more things from uh, my childhood make sense. Rocky Horror saved so many lives. So many. Iconic. (laughs) And then uh, I went, I fell out of college there where I was doing a little bit of experimenting, mostly just like hooking up with people that worked at H&M and Hot Topic in the mall. Mm-hmm. It, was a good, it, was, it was a good little gig. Yeah. And then I moved back to Chicago where I started like hanging out with like actual queers mm-hmm. and realizing like, oh, I'm, a, I'm attracted to all these people. <laughs> that was great you got a gender configuration i'm into it <laughs> that's cool that's pretty sweet that sounds like fun it was it did, where was it that you went to school i went to columbia oh okay uh columbia college chicago not the new york one oh, okay. uh which is the lie that i told my neighbors at the time <laughs> <laughs> that was fun until they saw me like furiously scribbling in a notebook at mm-hmm. like seven o'clock on a Tuesday, they're like, "You don't actually fly back to New York every weekend, do you?" Like, no. <laughs> Show she believed it for five months. <laughs> so, what are, do your do your parents know? What's going on now? Um, my my mother does know uh, explicitly. I ended up telling her at some point. Uh, I think the first time I was just very like sleep deprived and stoned. I just kind of like good. fumbled out. And then it got re-explained uh, a few years later when she came to visit. And I like was talking about uh, some queer issue. I forget what it was. And she was like, "What do you? why do you keep saying we and mm. us? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you thought I was kidding that other time. No, let's, let's lay that out oh, wow. really quick. How did that go? It went fine. Okay. I got the exact same response as when uh, as when I was stoned in the kitchen talking about it, mm-hmm. which was, you know what? As long as you're happy and you don't have any children, ha, huh. okay. That's that's, that's my mother's wish for me. She's like, no, she just knows that I'm too much of a human disaster zone to like ever raise anything more than a cat. 
Well, that's sweet that she knows, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, she calls my cat my her granddaughter. Oh, that's really cute. What about Papa Bear? Papa Bear, uh, we have never had that conversation. Or a conversation? Uh, or what? We've had some conversations, none about sexuality. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't even seem to be that comfortable with like heterosexual sexuality. Mm. Uh, but apparently he did watch one of the recent stand-up specials uh let's specials a six minute video <laughs> that i bought from a person yeah <laughs> that's uh that's my level of special mm-hmm. uh but he watched and there were a bunch of jokes about like me liking dick in there so he's, he's probably got some questions maybe but like it's it's hard when there's somebody that like is so out of the loop on what's like going socially. on. Like socially. Yeah. Like a dude doesn't even know or d- have any desire to know how to turn on a computer. Oh, wow. And like, how are you going to explain dating outside the gender binary to somebody who's not really that familiar with the concept of binary numbers to begin with? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Interesting. That's, that's super strange. It doesn't seem to like impact our dynamic at all. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just also did actively stop uh saying faggot around me. So like that's it's probably a cool thing. Oh, there we go. He is just one of those dudes that like just drops those words but like doesn't really get that they're offensive. Like mm. like a dude out of a Louis C.K. bit about it. <laughs> yeah. Like an open micer that seen yeah. one <laughs> I saw Louis C.K. special and now this is comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say this word over and over I saw again. Louis C.K. go up at an open mic, and it was the greatest experience of my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Let me guess. Let me guess what your gender is. Uh, not to assume gender, but if you saw Louis C.K. at an open mic and you enjoyed it, I can probably tell. No. What your, your gender is uh, one that won't be jerked off at in a hotel room. <laughs> That's funny. That's cute. Uh, what was my next question? Oh, we're talking about pansexuality. Oh, um, what do you, what do you appreciate about polyamory in your life? Other than Um, just getting to fuck all the time. I mean, like, that's fun. Uh, but also, like, I'm a very, uh, like, I outwardly appear very, uh, social and energetic and fun. That is a lie. That is a lie that I have constructed in order to leave my house. <laughs> I'm actually one of those people that really that like enjoys the contact with other people and friendship and all that. Mm-hmm. But also, I like a lot of time to myself. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the nice thing about polyamory for me is that you aren't the only person that someone is seeing and has like an emotional bond with. Mm-hmm. So when you need to just be like, hey... I got to do me for a while. Uh, It's not that much of a problem because it's it's not one of those situations of like partners that are just like kind of codependent. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's more like, okay, well, I'll just go hang out with these people for a while. You let me know when you want to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Less pressure. It's a lot more like flexible and less pressure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's super. And that's like such a solo poly approach to it as well. There's, I, I just find it so interesting that when I ask that question to people, it's always mm-hmm. so different. Um, but what I found is solo poly really appreciate getting to have like a lot of alone time and independence, um, which is super cool. How sweet. Yeah. I like to drop off the grid too. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Just be like, you know what? And just like absorb into myself. 
That's Sometimes it's like the creative kind where you're just like, I got to go make a bunch of stuff. I can't talk to people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like, no, I just want to get stoned and sit and play video games naked and not look at another human person for the next 48 to 72 hours. Yeah. Just let me be. <laughs> and don't text me. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I do appreciate that dropping off the grid thing. I think I mean, I know there's a way for monogamy to not inherently be mm-hmm. codependent, and I'm sure that there are probably really healthy monogamous couples that like when someone drops off the grid it's fine. But I think it just makes me feel better about me doing it when I know that my partner has support elsewhere, like if there's an emergency, you know, or yeah. like some kind, you know, just some sort of like emotional, you know, someone's taking care of them so I don't have to worry about it, you yeah, know. Yeah, so that you don't have the full responsibility for someone's emotions yeah or if i need three people yeah (laughs) hey guys i'm back from the off the grid place (laughs) the upside down was bad and i did some creative things i regret and i need three people to just put their face on my titties (laughs) that's my that's my subscription (laughs) that's also that's also a big plus Mm -hmm. just being like oh you all know each other already because you you either know of each other or you've met Mm -hmm. and just all come over yeah Super cool. Have a cuddle puddle. It's very nice. (laughs) Very nice cuddle puddle. It's the best. Um, And what is it that you... Are there any obstacles in polyamory that you've confronted? Um, I think really with like the actual relationships, I haven't had a lot of difficulty. Mm -hmm. Uh, But where I have found uh, the most obstacles are in... A subsect of polyamory, which is unicornery. Mm, tell us more. I, I never even know if like unicornia is like directly associated with uh, with polyamory or just like a weird byproduct. Oh yeah, that's uh, interesting to think about. But like I've done it, I've done it a couple times, and there are some uh, couples that are really, really great about it. Mm-hmm. And then there are, uh, but I've also had a lot of experiences where uh, the one of the partners will go out of their way to like vet me and like make that first connection and like take me out to dinner or something to like get to know me. And then they'll take me back to, to like play with them and their partner. Uh, nine times out of 10 in this, this is uh, just like, boyfriend girlfriend situation where the dude's getting a little curious mm, okay and wants a nice little safe queer boy mm-hmm. to play with so and the female is the one that's taking you out yeah okay okay uh and then she sets like clear boundaries about what's going on and then like a week later that dude starts texting he's like hey but like you want to just like come over and jerk off it's like <laughs> that's not part that's not oh so like without the female yeah oh yeah and like and then just like constantly like overstepping the boundaries that she created to just be like yeah but like come over oh it's like "Mm, you don't get how this works that's interesting and another thing that i just thought about when you were saying that is i've never met a male unicorn so that's like, and that's we are so, the rarest of the rare. Yeah, that's like the real. That's a real unicorn. I've met plenty of. I mean, not plenty, but I've met a few female unicorns, um, but never a dude unicorn. Let me tell you, the uh, the dude unicorn threesome is great. It sounds great. That's amazing. Especially when you expand it to a couple more people, 
and everybody is like at least by and everybody is just like going <laughs> it's like it's like a, it's the best version of like an improv herald that you'll ever see ha. we got comedy we got polyamory yeah that's... 40 straight minutes of everyone having something to do <laughs> That's really good. Super good. So who initiates the... I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, we need a place. A place to have a pagan orgy. <laughs> Any suggestions? Starbucks bathroom. <laughs> that will do, I guess, sir. We don't have a lot of space. In, I, we'll make it work. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a homeless guy already in here. <laughs> How do we uh <laughs> Do we do we include him? Is this part of your fantasy, sir? What do you want? <laughs> That's super cool. It's that... really hard. I really want a devil's threesome and it's hard to find dudes. Not that I don't even think I would want like a unicorn situation. Mm-hmm. I think I would want just like a triad more, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's hard to find dudes that are secure enough with that. But I'm also imagining sort of like from the perspective of the dude who's like curious about it. And then the girlfriend goes and finds a unicorn, a dude unicorn, and is like, okay, here's some Audrey's. And then the dude is just like so excited, you know? And and on top of that, the insecurity of like having their girlfriend see them with another guy mm-hmm. and like, oh, it's going to emasculate me and my father won't ever love me and what will the internet say and no one can call me bro anymore. And so all of that stuff probably leads to them being like, I would just rather, you know, not be in a relationship with a woman right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish I could just say that, but I can't. Uh, but that's also a perspective that I've never heard before. And so... I've actually uh, also, to some extent, I don't do this anymore because like, now I have a well-developed sense of pride about mm-hmm. my identity. So like, I don't uh, go incognito as much anymore. But for uh, when I was like really like seeking out like uh, threesome experiences... I would have to lie sometimes and tell them that I was like straight. Oh, I was just like a dude that loves being in threesomes. Oh, okay. Because like I, I did, uh, this was before like all the rise of the apps when I was out doing my experimentation, mm-hmm. no Tinder, no, uh, Thrinder, which is now field, which is now garbage. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was always garbage. Like it's a well-designed app, but nobody's on it. What is Thrinder? Thrinder was threesome uh, finder? yeah, threesome finder. There's another app now for finding threesomes. It's different. Someone sent me an article about it, and I was oh no, I got interviewed on TV about it. Oh, what was it called? I don't fucking remember. Huh. Let me. Well, we'll find it after yeah. the show. Uh, uh, give me money and I'll plug it. Whoever this <laughs> app is. <laughs> Also, apparently there's Thrinder, and I'm about to get on it. So if you guys want to well, start a movement, it's no longer Thrinder. Oh, okay. It is now Field. Oh, okay, Field, and it's yeah. garbage. Uh, it's it's not. I don't want to like shit on it too much. Uh-huh. It's just that there's not a lot of people in Texas oh, on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. especially Austin. Mm-hmm. So I'll like swipe like maybe like five, ten people, and then I'm immediately shot straight up to Houston. Oh, okay. Interesting. I've gotten every time I go to Austin, I get couples messaging me on like OkCupid. Okay oh. So maybe they're just on they're just on regular dating apps. Oh, good old OkCupid. Okay yeah. <laughs> Never fails to harass me. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is a great story, probably not related, but so I met this guy on the internet 
and I didn't, he lives outside of the loop, which mm-hmm. is Houston for far away. And, um, I was like, Oh, you're really cute, but I'm not interested cause you live far away. You're outside of the loop. I'm not really into it. He's like, okay, that's fine. I understand. And then I ran into him at the park and he was like, well, I'm in the loop a lot, even though I don't live here. And he handed me his card and his initials. I'm not going to say his name, but his initials are DP. <laughs> so, and he has like this business and I don't know what it, I don't know what the business is. Uh, and I don't want to like, but so he has his initials real big on the card. So he's like, Hey, I'm into you. And he hands me this card, which is a huge DP on it. And I was like, subtle. <laughs> um, which maybe he made specifically for me. Cause he knows I'm Polly and he has like a specific thing that he wants me to do for him. He heard this <laughs> podcast in the future. <laughs> That's how the future works. It's like a memory from the past. Um, anyway, so that was uh, that was unrelated. Uh, what were we talking about before that? Oh, people in Austin that want threesomes. Uh, yeah, I think that the thing is couples want to seek that out. Mm-hmm. And they have um, like a stinginess about it. They're like, I don't want to go find some weird poly thing. Like, I don't want to like go find someone. Like, they want to like find a, a unicorn in the wild that is untouched and not weird. And then like, which good luck. I know. Right. Good fucking luck. Everybody. Like there is no such thing as a normal unicorn. There's no such thing as a normal person. (laughs) First of all, if you're looking for somebody who's not fucked up, you've already failed. You're the fucked up one. Might want to go back to like 10 years after the dawn of civilization. Yeah. Maybe (laughs) Maybe. that's your best bet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, how interesting. So what was it like before the apps? Uh, it was a lot of finding people on Craigslist. That's hilarious. Tell me more. Um, oh, God. These are, the, these are the fun experimentation days. The dark times? Uh, well, a lot of them was like, hmm. <laughs> a lot of them were trying to find uh, threesomes, but then also uh, just walking into a lot of situations where it was a dude like, yeah, come over and play with me and my wife. Mm-hmm. There's no wife. <gasps> oh, She's no. never home. There's no pictures of them in the apartment for some reason. Uh, and I was like, all right, cool. He's like, well, do you want to wait around? No, I'm just going to suck your dick and go. I had like a pretty good routine of that going on for a while. That's so interesting. Uh, well, like the problem with Craigslist was that it's very <sighs> fucked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, find, like going to the like if you have any standards at all, most of your Craigslist experiences are going to be unpleasant. Yeah. I had like I had one ongoing thing with uh, this uh, woman that I found on there called Madame Cougar. Ooh. That was how she said her own name, um, and she would always like she would uh, arrange these uh, sex parties mm-hmm. that were going to be uh, me and an older gentleman and her and a few of her friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would always go to this dude's house. He kind of looked like the uh, like one of the characters from Tim and Eric, like a side character. Excellent. Like the uh, you make my bub bubs bounce. You yeah. make my bub bubs bounce. It looked like that dude and had like a dick that looked like a portobello mushroom. Excellent. It was all tip, no stick. Uh, <laughs> all tip, no stick. And yeah. uh, I would go over to his apartment. Uh, we would fool around. I would never get hard because he was... Oh, 
not attractive. Mm. But I was like, I agreed to this whole group thing, so like I'm gonna I'm gonna stick this out. Mm-hmm. And she would never show up. Wait, I would what? I would get a very drunk phone call a few hours later. What? That's so strange. This lady was a mess. This is crazy. But like, yeah. I think the last time I talked to her, uh, she had told me that she had gone to that she had like gotten a ticket or like taken to the station or something for having coke in her car and speeding. But she was a rich white woman, so it all worked out for her. Yeah. Uh, and then she was just like she would just tell me about like pissing champagne. Okay. Just putting champagne in her vagina and then like spraying it on people. And I was like, yeah, we're done here. Who is this mysterious superwoman of sex? I don't sex? know because I never met her. Wow. <laughs> the, I, yeah, I've heard some like, ow, 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 cramps. Okay. Oh. Uh, mm. <laughs> I'm going to get real with you guys. Uh, I've heard like these stories about what it was like to be queer before it was cool. And like the Craigslist navigation of that. Uh, and just like, I just feel like Craigslist is for people that don't want that don't want anyone to know what they're doing. Yeah. And so that lends itself to like some weird, like secretive, shamey, manipulative, you know, like, and that's just not an energy that I want. You know, it makes me feel like I'm in this shame with them. Uh, but also some people are into weird mystery stuff. Case in point, there was this queer guy that I was seeing for a while that he, and he's a little bit older. So he was like in the Craigslist scene, which there mm. apparently is oh, a yeah. scene. Um, and now this is like the second window into it that I've gotten. And there was a guy that wanted to be, uh, to feel like he was being kidnapped. And so he would ask people on Craigslist to do that for him because it had to be someone he didn't I've know. I've seen these ads. Yeah. Crazy. And so he, um, the queer guy I was seeing, uh, was equipped with a loaded shotgun and all the materials. And so, and then like they did like a hotel room situation what? where he like kicked in the door, put a shotgun in this guy's mouth, like this, like, and he was like, it has to be loaded, like this whole thing. Um, so, and I just, that has nothing to do with polyamory. But when I was hearing this, I was like, what is good? I'm just, I'm so glad. First of all, that kink exists and you can explore mm-hmm. it in a safe way. But, like, what if that person is actually into murder and they, like, found the perfect time? Like, there's definitely been instances where somebody's kink is murdering people. Yeah, I feel like that's, like, the first kink to ever <laughs> exist. Because, like, oh, why else? Oh, I stabbed him. Oh, now I'm hard. What's going on? <laughs> there are so many things that can make you hard. Um, blood has been... Oh, I did a burlesque routine last night where I had all this blood and knife play. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. I guess this is my thing now because I'm very bloody and wet. You could tell. Yeah, I was into it. That's how. That's the best way to do performance is if it turns you on, it's working. <laughs> anyway, um, we have to wrap up. This was great. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Any closing messages from monogamous people or polyamorous people? Um, just enjoy yourself is really the mm. the biggest message that I would give people, especially monogamous people. Like, be happy. <laughs> if you're if if something's bumming you out, don't like feel free to go out and explore, mm-hmm. and like try to be honest with your part. If your partner's not into it, and that's what you want. Get the fuck out. Leave. <laughs> leave. You can leave the house. It's okay. Yeah. Like Break the codependency pattern. Break the codependency. Just fuck up your life every once in a while. <laughs> 
ruin a yourself. Lot, a lot of times it turns out for the best. That's true. Um, That's great advice for everyone everywhere. Just fuck up your life every once in a uh, while. And then the other advice is just, you know, be honest with all your partners. Mm-hmm. Be cool. Yeah, be cool. Be cool. Be empathetic, but like also keep your distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be happy and be cool. That's good advice. Tell me about your show in Austin so we can uh, plug the shit out of it. Yeah, the show that you're going to be on next month. Yeah, I'm going to be on it May 20th. Well, actually, it's it's this month now. I keep forgetting. <laughs> what month time, are we in? What space, year is who it? knows. <laughs> uh, it's May 29th at the Mohawk in Austin at 9 p.m.-ish. Ish. If you if you have been to a comedy show that starts on time, you haven't been to a comedy show. That's not a comedy show. That's <laughs> just it's the improv. <laughs> uh, but we get a bunch of comics together. We let them do sets, and then we have a wheel full of fun games that they spin and get to see if they can go off script. Excellent, cool. It's a fun time. I'm excited to do it. I'm really excited. So I'll be in Austin during that time. So if you guys want to come out to the Mohawk. It's at the Mohawk. Yeah. yeah. And come meet me. I'd love to say hi. And I know that uh, we got some heavy hitters on this one. We got Britt coming down for us. And I hit pretty heavy. Oh, she does. I woke up and she, you were just punching me in my sleep last night. I was, yeah. Hard hands. Uh-huh. I, that's what I hands. like to do. I like to invite. That's what, my, that's what my Craigslist ad says, is come over to sleep on my couch so I can punch you in your sleep. And then we also have uh, Sandbox's Rob Gagnon and uh, Everywhere USA's Jay Whitecotton. Oh, I love Jay. Jay's a sweetie. I don't know Rob, but I'm sure Rob's great. I Rob do, is great. I do know and love Jay. Every time I see Rob, I really hope that he does his gay Rodney Dangerfield bit. It is one of my favorite bits that I've ever seen in my life. Cool. I'm excited to hear that. It's good stuff. Here's the reason I love Jay Wycotton. Cause so my dad died and I really wanted to do a set at his funeral. Cause mm-hmm. my dad really wanted me to do that. And I told Jay about it and he was like the biggest supporter of this situation. And then it ended up being my grandparents wouldn't let me. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad really wanted it. And so I was like going to open mics and like trying out my dead dad material and it was not going well. And Jay was like super sweet and supportive. And he's like, Brit, you have to do this. You don't <laughs> understand. And I was like, okay. And I just felt so believed in. Um, and he's super, super funny. So you guys should come out and come meet me and see Jay and Adam. What are the things on the wheel? Uh, the things on the wheel, uh, those are all surprises. Oh, okay, cool. That's exciting. So it's kind of like improv game it's show. It's kind of like improv game show type stuff. Sweet. Like, it's, no, it's nothing too, uh, too terrifying because uh, you never want to push uh, a comic too far out of their comfort zone. So they just immediately turn on the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this thing is. You all suck. Why aren't well, you then laughing? also, if you, if you like do a thing where you make them do a lot of weird stuff like... If that is immediately poorly received, then like that's going to trickle down through your scene, and then your show is going to fail. So like you want to make it as accessible, so not to be like one of those shows that's like let's humiliate a bunch of comics in front of their friends and family. Have you ever heard of Seven Minutes in Purgatory? No. Okay, Seven Minutes in Purgatory is this show that some guy named Ian, whose last name I don't remember, let me look him up on the internet so I can plug him correctly. Um, what you do is you put you go into another room where uh-huh. the audience is not. You put on sound canceling headphones, and in front of a camera that is live streaming your set, you do jokes. No laughter, no noise. Sounds like you're underwater. Oh, that's kind of dope. It's super dope. Let me go find him. Um. And it's been on the internet, I believe. Oh, cool. Yeah. Ian Abramson. 
Ian Abramson does it. That's I think you've seen him probably. He's a really funny oh, comic. Yeah. He's been on a few festivals. He does a lot of really cool like bits. Um, and he's really out there. And that show was like the most humiliating thing I've ever done. It's so scary. I hadn't gone up in like six months because I'm kind of quitting comedy all the time. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, why would I come back to this? And there was no noise. Um, and it's really difficult, but that's, but you know, then you go out and everybody's like, Oh, you did so great. And you're no. like, well, I have no way of knowing that because I, I didn't get no immediate validation, <laughs> but it's really funny to watch. Anyway, it was really fun watching other comics do it, but just not doing it myself. Uh, I love shows with weird concepts. That's yeah. Well, the sell your body show was great last night. Oh, if you didn't go to it, you really fucked up. <laughs> uh, but I don't, yeah, I need to talk about my shows more. I have a show, um, kind of like every other month called the sell your body show that's surrounding some uh, conversations like nudity is not consent, um, follow your dreams, don't subscribe to capitalism traditionally, um, take your clothes off, stuff like that. So those are some themes we explore, but we do it by just getting naked in weird ways. So (laughs) if you guys want to come out, I think we're probably going to move it to the secret group because we just did it at the secret group last night and it was dope as shit. If you weren't there last night, you missed a great show and also me (laughs) pantomime and getting fucked in the ass while licking a bowl of soup. Yeah, like while fully naked. Yeah, while fully naked. Yeah, Adam got naked throughout his set intermittently, randomly, it seemed. And then he bent over a stool and was like, I want to eat soup while you fuck me, daddy. I don't know what really happened. It was so good. I don't really know what happened either. It, just, <laughs> it, it was the heat of the moment. Yeah, it was really good. And every last Saturday, I have a sketch show. It's kind of like SNL, but for Houston. Uh, it's called the Probably a Show Show, and that's at the Rec Room. So if you want to check that out, it's super fun. It's the most family-friendly thing I do, and it's not even that family-friendly. <laughs> so if you guys could come out, that'd be dope. Also, one last stop on the plug train. Uh, I want to everyone in the Texas area that likes professional wrestling and weird shit. Oh, this is the most important part. Come on out to Party World Wrestling on June 17th at 4th Tap Brewery for... Slip and Slam 2, Dino Slam. I am so excited. I'm not completely sure if Dino Slam is the correct name. I do know that it's all uh, dinosaur related. Oh, fuck yeah. When is Uh, it? June 17th? June 17th. That I do know for sure is going to be... uh, It's going to be real fucking interesting. Yeah, look up Party World Rasslin, which is with an R on the internet and just check that shit out because it uh, is that's how we i met you i saw mm-hmm. you on stage and i was like "Ooh, look at that cutie and then i hit you up on the internet yeah i play a character uh a horrible demon yuppie boy called <laughs> jeff estopheles uh who may or may not be dead yeah we don't who know we don't know anymore all we know is the last that we saw of jeff he was being strangled by an umbilical cord uh with robot and his robot legs didn't save him at all. Indie, indie wrestling is one of the strangest universes that I just stumbled upon on accident, and I am so happy. It can be like so sincere and simple, and then so left field, weird, and perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's truly Shakespeare. It's it the really Shakespeare is. of our time. People will look back on it archaeology wise and be like, "Wow, things happened here." Yeah, this was important. Um, okay, cool. Fourth Hat Brewery, June seventeenth. What time? Seven p.m. Uh, starts as somewhere between seven and eight. Cool. Usually closer to early. eight, but like get there early. So Beer's you can stand good. closer because standing close is like one of the best parts, and you yeah. can just like feel the sweat and the spit, and everyone's like, <gasps> and people will look at you and like either like smile at you or tell you to go fuck yourself, depending on uh, whether they're a nice boy or a bad bad. <laughs> Okay, cool. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yay. Thank you to Adam for being here. My pleasure. I'm talking about fuck who you want, love yourself. Such a good message. Very important. 
And um, we are trying to get back on a regular schedule. I was doing some crazy shit like being in the hospital and my car breaking down. Uh, but now I'm out of the hospital and my car kind of works. So tune Hell in every yeah. Wednesday or whatever. Uh, and we're about to start recording live at the secret group every first Thursday. So that'll be super fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to the HPO for sponsoring us, the Mockingbird Network for hosting us, and Jay Walker Coaching for always editing my audio. Bye, guys. I love you. Bye. Mocking Bird Network.